Hey, this is Erin Austin. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode number two, and life hits you when you least expect it. As I mentioned in my last blog post and podcast, I was let go from my job at the Bull after 11 years. It was something I didn't see coming at all. It's only been a week since I was dealt this devastating blow, and I'm still in shock and at a loss for words. I'm still trying to figure out my plan of action and what my next steps will be. I've had some old bosses and former coworkers reach out, and they've shared some good advice as well as thoughts on what I should do. So for the past week, I've spent a lot of time thinking, talking to God, crying, and getting my stuff together. I've been, ba- I've been brainstorming about people I need to talk to, reach out to, and thinking about what it is I want to do next. Like I said in my last blog, as well as podcast, this was something I dreaded thinking about. Anytime someone would ask me what I wanted to do outside of radio, I didn't know what to say. I mean, sure, there's other things I'd like to do, but a lot of those things would take a while to get going. I mean, yeah, I'd love to have a travel blog or a TV show, but that's not just something that happens overnight. What's funny about the timing of all of this is I've been having a feeling of being stuck for the last couple of years. Think of, think of Groundhog's Day. That's kind of how I was feeling. I'd been doing middays for about the last five years and wasn't feeling challenged enough. However, despite not feeling challenged enough, I also got comfortable with that feeling. It was weird. Like I thought, well, maybe this is just kind of what life is. And maybe my talents aren't supposed to be used. So I thought maybe my answer was to finally find my partner in crime. I thought, well, maybe I'll just have this job for a while and I'll be comfortable and I'll find my, my, my person and we can go live life together. Since moving to Houston in 2009, I've gone on so many dates. Oh, so many. I would say most of the time I was still trying to figure out what I wanted, but I also wasn't meeting guys that were much of a match. At one point, after trying for years without much success, I gave up dating altogether. For a whole year, I removed myself from that scene so I could change my mindset and my outlook. And frankly, I was making some stupid decisions that I would go home and think, why did I do that? Is that really making me feel any better? And it wasn't. So that's why I just got out of dating altogether. Then I started dating somebody in 2014, and we got engaged. That was an absolute disaster. And when I mean disaster, oh my God, I could write a TV show, book, movie about all of the screwed upness <laughs> that that relationship was, and not me being screwed up. I mean, I got screwed up afterwards, but he was a piece of work, let me tell you. Then in 2018, I dated a guy for about a year and a half. It didn't work out, but we remained friends. We're still friends. So again, 
I take a moment to figure things out and get back out there again. However, the term, when it rains, it pours, comes to mind right about now. About a month ago, I started seeing someone that I really liked. Things seemed to be going really well, and we were clicking pretty good. While there were a few things that we were a little different on, most of the stuff, we were pretty much on the same page. However, when I lost my job, my biggest fear was that he would lose interest and not want to date me anymore. Well, that happened a lot sooner than I anticipated. Yeah, that was my fear was that I was going to be the radio girl that was no longer on the radio. So she's no longer cool. He told me that I needed to focus on my career and decide what makes me happy. While I understood what he was saying, it felt like I had been kicked in my imaginary nuts. I mean, my life instantly became a country song. All I needed now was a bottle of whiskey and my dog to run off to for the story to be complete. While that was a big blow and it sucked, I did kind of understand what he was getting at. I do wish that wasn't the case. I still wish that wasn't the case. But I can't change his mind or the situation. So I need to focus on my path. So moving forward. And don't judge me. But I did something to try to see what might be on the path for me. I had my birth chart read. And I know what you're thinking. Aaron believes in that stuff. Well, actually, I just might. When I lived in Milwaukee, my friend Rebecca introduced me to an astrologer named Mary. And she did a couple of readings for me in 2008 and in 2010. And a few months back, I found the old CDs, so I had to give them a listen. And my mouth just dropped as I was listening. Because she told me some of the things that she saw. And in both readings, she told me about changes that would be happening with my job. Both times, I felt secure in my position. I wasn't worried at all. So I didn't pay much attention to it. However, listening back and then looking back on the timeline of my life, I realized she was pretty spot on. And she was because both cases, oh, it was, well, the one in Milwaukee where I thought we, we'd signed a contract, we were good, show was clicking. I think we, yeah, maybe had been on the air just about a year. And then a couple months later after that reading, uh, yeah, they flipped formats. And I, again, did not see that coming. And then in 2010, she read my chart saying that there would be changes again with my job. And I think at that time, it was me going from mornings and then moving me to middays. And again, wasn't really anticipating that one either. So the reading, the recent reading, it went really well. I'm going to have to go back and listen because there is a lot of information for me to digest, but I feel pretty good about what she said. I still don't know what opportunities will present themselves or who I'll end up with, but a few things did stick out to me. She said that I like to shine and I like to find deeper meaning in things. And she gave me some ideas of good places maybe for me to live or who to connect with. That 
by the way, is spot on because I love analyzing stuff. Love analyzing, love figuring out what the meaning of people doing what, all of that. Now, the part when it comes to relationships, I need to feel like I'm understood and supported emotionally, but not controlled. And when it comes often to the men that come into my life, they don't understand my emotional needs, which makes sense because I feel uh, I'm very independent and self-sufficient, but I really want to have a partner that's truly by my side. So because of that, I think my emotional needs and vulnerability are things that a lot of guys can't handle. It's almost like, oh, you're independent, you're self-sufficient, you pay your own bills, you, you, you don't need a guy. But then when I act like I need them, they don't, yeah, they just don't get it. Or, yeah, it just totally makes sense. And that's been true pretty much in every relationship that has ever had an impact on me is they don't know what to do. So what happens now that I've been kicked down? As I stated in my other podcast, Country Not Country with Nick Russo, I don't have a spouse to rely on and to help me share the burden of things. And I don't have a partner telling me that they've got my back and we'll get through this. In fact, I can't even rely on my family either. I'm kind of on an island by myself trying to figure out how I'm going to get to safety. Tom Hanks right now and Wilson. That's what I think of. I know I, I feel alone at times and sometimes I feel a little abandoned, but I have to believe that it's all going to work out. I also want to believe that I won't have to settle with something that I won't be happy with. I want to believe that my next opportunity is going to be something that is better than I expected. And I, I really hope that's the case because some opportunities that are out there, I feel like they would be things I would settle with and I wouldn't really be happy. So cross your fingers, pray to sweet baby Jesus, burn a candle in my honor, and hell, I'll even take someone casting a spell for me. I may need to cast a spell myself, who knows? Because if this doesn't work out, you may find a, a, a GoFundMe link here pretty soon or a fans-only page so I can get some money coming in. And by the way, would, does anybody have like a weird foot fetish and want pictures of my feet for $5 a piece? Just asking. Well, that is my second episode. And again, thank you for listening to my podcast. Again, if you ever have any questions or you want to reach out, you can always check out my blog at erinaustin.blogspot.com. You can go to my website, erinaustinonline.com, or send me an email, which is erinaustinonline at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening and thanks for the download.